I want us to look at our identity and our identity in Jesus Christ. We can celebrate freedom. And so if you keep, you'll see a slide in a moment that's going to come up, which talks about our identity, who we are, that we can celebrate our identity, freedom. You know, our society talks a lot about freedom. And I'm going to begin with where society is at, rather than where you might be at or where I might be at this morning. You know, we profess as a society to hold freedom in very high regard. And and freedom is seen as a liberty to choose, having all options open to us without anybody telling us which option to choose. In other words, freedom is defined as autonomy. If this definition were true then as a society, we've never had it so free. We have consumer choice. More choice than we've ever had before. More programs to watch, more places we can travel to, more coffees we can buy, and we could go on and on and on. Consumer choice. Then lifestyle choice. Some people say we've never been so liberated from traditions and authority structures that tell us what is acceptable and what isn't. I don't know if you saw the one show on Thursday night. I very rarely watch the one show, but I happened to watch it and I saw on there a man dressed as a woman talking about masculinity. That was quite ironic. You know, our society is proud that we have the freedom to express sexuality in any way we should choose. It's the same to a large degree spiritually. Freedom to express our spirituality in any way that we choose to express it. As I look at society, I can't help but ask the question, in all of this, are we really free? Is choice really what freedom is all about? Or do we end up a slave to choice? Are we serving choice rather than choice serving us? Are we enslaved by a continual lusting for more that is never satisfied, never content, always restless? A decade ago, Jerry Hallowell hit it big, fame, money, and outwardly she was free to choose more than most. She was interviewed by the Times, and we we see in that that she was trapped inwardly as much as anyone. This is what she said. I've been chasing fame since I was 17 years old, but as soon as I had a taste, sorry, a tiny mouthful, I knew it wasn't going to satisfy me. I appreciate the attention and enjoy the luxuries, but it doesn't matter how much you have if you are lonely, hurting, and insecure. What honesty. More choices did not result in greater freedom. Outwardly, may seem liberated, but inwardly, 
not truly free. We've got to ask ourselves, is that us? Are we a slave? A hunger, a greed for more? More money, more popularity, more success, more sex, more pleasure, more, more, more. Not only can we be a slave to greed for more, but we can also fail to live up to our own expectations. You know, there are times when we do what we didn't want to do, and we fail to do what we wanted to do. And and things such as outbursts of anger, using people, hurting people, Losing self-control, embarrassing ourselves. The greatest freedom we can know is not external freedom, but internal freedom. It's a freedom from shame. It's a freedom from guilt. It's a freedom from fear. It's a freedom from insecurity. It's a freedom from what other people think about us. It's an inside job. There is only one person who can give to you and to me that freedom. Paul, a first century Christian, writing to a church at Galatia in chapter 5, said these words, Christ has set us free to live a free life. Jesus Christ has set us free to live a free life. Isn't that amazing? Jesus said himself when he was on planet earth in John 8, verses 31 to 36. He says, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. They answered, we're Abraham's descendants. We've never been a slave to anyone. How can you say that you shall set us free? Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. If the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The truth can be very hard to hear sometimes, can't it? Yes? Sometimes we don't really want to hear the truth. We don't like the truth. But it is a truth. And we need to hear it. You know, if you have a lump that is cancerous, you need to hear the truth. Because when you've heard the truth, you can receive treatment, you can have surgery, or you can prepare to say goodbye. In the best way possible. The truth is we have all messed up. We have all failed. We've even failed to live up to our own expectations. Let alone God's expectations. And Paul writing to the church at Rome said. That we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We have you know. Because if we can't even measure up to what we think. How on earth can we measure up to what God thinks? Moral perfection. We've missed it. If we live in denial, we'll never experience true freedom because we have hidden or minimized the problem. You know, it takes great courage to accept, I've got cancer. It takes great courage to have the treatment. 
It takes great courage to say, I am a sinner. It takes great courage to say, I need a saviour. So I want to look at this analogy of needing a saviour, because some people might be thinking, well, I'm okay. I don't really need a saviour. I, I was a farmer, and there was one occasion when one of our young cows, uh, on the, we had some land near the riverbank, and it had got down into the, the, the riverbank, and it had gotten the silt, and it had four legs completely submerged. It was up to its belly in mud. It needed a saviour. And I'll tell you what, it knew it needed a saviour. It knew. It had tried to get out, and it had failed, and it had stopped trying. So we came along with the rough terrain, forklift, a mat bone, we strapped it up, and we lifted it out of the mud and the mire. <laughs> if we'd have left it in there, it's a tidal river, a river wire, the, 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 the water would have risen, and it would have killed it. It was as simple as that. The psalmist had a similar experience and he said that he was in a slimy pit and the, that God had lifted him out of the mud and the mire and set his feet on a rock. Psalm 40. Yesterday, Kieran was giving testimony. Yesterday, he was, he was married. And I look back two years ago and I think, two years ago, Kieran was in the mud and the mire and he was trapped in addiction to alcoholism. And there's no way he'd have been stood here getting married to Heidi. Unless he'd realised that he was in the muck and he'd asked God to set him free. <laughs> and God lifted him and set him free. And we delighted in that yesterday. He knew he was in the mud and everybody could see that. But imagine another scenario. Using the cow as a, a, another analogy. Imagine the cow who's walking down the railway line thinking it's having a great time, enjoying freedom, not realising that death by train is seconds away. Seconds away. That cow needs saving every bit as much as the one stuck in the mud, but it's oblivious to its plight. You know, we need a saviour to set us free from sin, whether we know we're stuck in it, or whether we're cocky in it. It doesn't matter. It's a killer. And we need Jesus to set us free. Paul also writing to the Romans said, the wages of sin is death. Eternal death. Eternal death. But the gift of God is eternal life. The truth is, Jesus gave his life a ransom for our life. A life for life. A substitute dying in our place that we might go free. That's the best news you'll ever hear on planet Earth. It's the best news you'll ever hear. He died to set us free from shame, fear, guilt, self-centered orientation, the belief that everything revolves around us. It's a frightening thing, really, to think that everything revolves around you. You've got a lot on your plate if it does. Free from eternal death. Free to be the person God made you to be. We're just going to watch a testimony of a guy who's experienced this freedom.
My name is Snake. I've been dancing for about eight years. Many people ask me, so why do you dance? Why do you like dancing? But I have to answer this with one word. I believe freedom is my answer. I feel like I was born to dance. In fact, I know I was. It feels like it wasn't really me who first chose to do it. It was almost like the music was calling me to, was inviting me in. And after that, it was up to me to either to ignore it or to follow it. So I chose to follow. Now when I followed the music, I received full freedom to the flesh. And then they asked me, "How are you free when you're restricted? Follow the music. Freedom is more complex than just having no boundaries. For example, just imagine a fish on the land. A fish on the land has lost its own freedom. Unless it submits itself within the right boundaries, it will never be free. Because the water is where it belongs, due to its own nature. In the same way, when I surrender to music, it releases me to a fuller, richer freedom." Thing when people ask me, why do you love God? Why are you a Christian? Because it feels like I was born to follow the one who created me. In fact, I know I was. It wasn't me who first loved him. He first loved me. He called out to me. He invited me in. And after that, it was up to me to either to ignore him or to follow him. So guess what I did? I chose to follow. And when I followed Christ, I received full freedom to life. Now all this is a question: How are you free when you have to follow commandments? Because freedom is more complex than just having no boundaries. Because a fish on the land will lose its freedom and life, and unless it submits itself within the water, it will never be free. That is its nature. Jesus said He would give us living water. Whoever drinks from it shall never thirst again. So what is our nature? Humans were made to love. Christianity was never about following rules. It's about love. Because God is love. Jesus said, "Whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides." In him, and naturally that leads to the two greatest commandments: love your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. He said, "The truth will set you free." That is true freedom. You'll be pleased to know I'm not going to do a dance. <laughs> Free to be all that God made us to be. Isn't that wonderful? How do we receive that freedom from Christ? It's very, very simple. I, I love the fact that it's not complicated. We receive that freedom through humility. And faith. And you know, when we do that, it creates a funnel. It creates a hopper. And into that, God pours His good gifts. 
The shorthand for God's good gifts is grace. God's riches at Christ's expense. The gift of freedom. The gift of forgiveness. The gift of cleansing. And my heart is made clean and pure and whole. As a 14-year-old boy, I came to Christ in humility and faith. I asked him to come into my life and forgive me, to make me clean. I didn't feel any different that night. But the next day, walking down the lane to go to the school bus, I had a peace and a joy that wasn't mine. It was God-given. Because as I'd put those hands up in humility and faith, he poured his spirit into my life. Christ had set me free. (laughs) The wonderful news is that Christ can set you free. The wonderful news is that he wants to set you free. And whoever believes will be set free. For years I knew that Christ could set me free. I knew that he wanted to set me free, but I wasn't going to have any of it. And Becky's got a visual aid for me that she's going to pass me now, which is is what I I did the opposite of putting my... Thank you, darling, my beautiful assistant. Instead of lifting my hands in humility and faith... Oh, goodness gracious. This isn't going well. <laughs> this was brand new from Sports Direct. <laughs> Can we? Oh, dear, oh, dear. This is... I need help. Way! <laughs> is that it? Oh, yes. We have a slight problem. (laughs) I was determined for it to work. You see, I was walking around with one of the... And it was pretty broken, is probably a a good description, of pride and doubt. Pride and doubt. Now, if you, like me, were under this umbrella of pride and doubt, guess what you're going to receive? Absolutely nothing. For years, I hid under the umbrella of pride and doubt. Receiving nothing. See, pride and doubt prevents God's grace from flowing into your life and my life. You know, the hopper of humility and faith is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. It allows God's grace to set me free. See, those are the key factors in you receiving your freedom. Galatians 5, I'm going to return to it. We started there. 
It's all about freedom. Verse 1, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Verse 7, you were running a good race. Who cut in on you? Who kept you from obeying the truth? Verse 13, you were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge a sinful nature. Rather, serve one another in love. The entire law is summed up in a single command. Love your neighbour as yourself. If you keep on biting and desiring each other, watch out or you'll be destroyed by each other. So I say, live by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. When by faith we plug in to the Holy Spirit, we begin to live free. So it's not just set free, we are living free. The Greek word for the Holy Spirit is dunamis. We get from dunamis dynamite and dynamo. And and Paul is saying, you are not meant to be like a little firework with a bit of dynamite in it, that there's a fizz and a bang and a bit of power and a bit of light and then it goes out. That isn't what you're meant to be. You're meant to be more like a dynamo. You're plugged in for that constant flow of power. You know, we're not meant to be a little fizz and a, and a pop and a light that's gone. No, we're meant to be a spotlight. A spotlight that is plugged into the mains that keeps shining. You know how we keep plugged into the mains? Humility and faith. Humility and faith. We need to constantly receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We need to constantly live in step with the Spirit. We need to constantly walk in the power of the Spirit. That is the only source of power. To live free. (laughs) We can't live free any other way. It is impossible. Galatians 5 goes on to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. They only come by being plugged in. The moment pride and doubt comes in, be gentle with this. Then you're on your own. It's a bit like having a wind-up torch. You know the wind-up torches? Paul says, you know, who cut in on you? Who who, who stopped you from being plugged into the mains? You got your little wind-up torch. And you're trying to shine with a little wind-up torch. You're working your socks off. Forget that for a lark. Plug into the mains. We cannot live the Christian life in our own strength. You know, we're set free by Christ. We live free by being plugged into Christ and receiving the flow of the Holy Spirit. So Paul says, be set free. Live free. And then last of all, bringing freedom. Should be another slide. Bringing freedom. We could spend ages on each one of these points. I'm going to be very brief But one of the the, the verses that God gave to this church, right at the beginning, before we'd even started on a Sunday, was Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, 
to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Jesus said, this is my mission to bring freedom. And then he said to the twelve, you go out and you bring freedom to others. Then he said to 72, you go out and you bring freedom to others. And then before he went to heaven, he said to his disciples, you go and make disciples of all nations. In other words, bring freedom to all nations, every tribe, every tongue. We have the message of freedom. Christ can set you free. We have the ministry of freedom, walking with people to see them experience freedom of Christ in their lives. You know, sometimes that freedom comes instantly. Sometimes there's an instant deliverance from whatever it is, whether that be an addiction or anything. Sometimes it's just like that. (laughs) And I love that because I'm a God has wired me as a producer and I like the, I like the end product. <laughs> and so I love that. But when that happens, there's no journey. And you know what happens in a journey? You build relationship in a journey, don't you? And sometimes God sets people free through a period of time, over a process, alongside others to help minister the freedom of Christ. I don't know which is the best, really. Do you? I think both are very precious. And both are very valuable. So, quickly, running through the next slide. Celebrating our identity, freedom, set free, living free, bringing freedom. And it all starts over there (laughs) at the cross. We're going to celebrate communion this morning. We're going to celebrate that this is where our freedom comes from. Not from having more choice. Not from throwing off all traditions, throwing off all authority and just doing whatever we want. It's actually when we Submit to Jesus Christ that we become free. Then writer said, make me a captive, Lord, and then I shall be free. Charles Wesley wrote, long my imprisoned spirit lay fast bound in sin and dark in, and danger's night. Thine eye diffused a quickening ray. I woke, the dungeon flamed with light. My chains fell off. My heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. It's old language, but it's awesome truth. Awesome truth. Christ is the one who brings freedom.